This is InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's what's happening on this week's show. A prototype smartwatch has been developed that will monitor drug levels in your body in real time. It's wearable technology that will allow doses to be tailored to individual needs. Essentially have a hardware add-on that can be interfaced with these smartwatches and we essentially upgrade them to perform biochemical health monitoring. Then, millions of Americans are quarantined at home. Many feel isolated and this increases the risk of alcohol abuse. An expert shares warning signs and what to do if you need help. 80% of alcoholics have families and have jobs. But because they work, because they pay their bills, they say, well, I don't have a problem. Those two stories and more are ahead on this week's show. InfoTrack begins right after this. InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's your host, Chris Whitting. Imagine tracking drug levels inside your body just by wearing a smartwatch. Well, imagine no more because this high-tech device has been demonstrated. Joining us to talk about this is Sam Imaminija, Assistant Professor of Electrical and Computer Engineering at the UCLA Samueli School of Engineering. So tell us what your concept was and then how you developed it. Basically, what motivated us was we realized that a lot of times when we are prescribed medications, these medications are prescribed based on statistical averages, essentially based on what the manufacturer recommends. But if you think about it, we all have different body, different genetic makeup, different weight and height, age, gender. So if we want to make sure that we tailor the optimal dosage and like a timing of the intake, we need to take more of a personalized approach. And we were thinking about how we can make this happen. And this is where it took us to thinking about how about we analyze the content of sweat as a way to capture the level of drug as it circulates in our body. Well, it turned out that a lot of these drug molecules, because they are small in size, they diffuse from our blood into sweat with the levels that is more or less reflective of their concentration level in blood. So we set out to create essentially a smartwatch that can stimulate our sweat glands to secrete a couple of droplets of sweat and then analyze the chemical content of it and then use the smartwatch to essentially display the content. So does this watch work just right off the shelf and it will identify any drug or does it have to be programmed for the prescription you're taking? Not yet, and that's exactly one of the directions that my lab is taking. I was personally very much inspired by seeing that we already have hundreds of millions of smartwatches and wearable tech already being sold worldwide. And I always thought that these platforms are very powerful in terms of data collection, data processing, and data transmission. And what's missing here is being able to capture the molecular level information that provide insight into our body's dynamic chemistry. And that's why we're trying to come up with these solutions that require us not to make too much change to the current consumer electronics and essentially have a hardware add-on that can be interfaced with these smartwatches and 
we essentially upgrade them to perform biochemical health monitoring. It's not just about targeting pharmaceuticals in sweat. In our sweat, there's a lot of other molecules like metabolites, like glucose and lactate, that are telling us about how well our body's metabolisms are electrolytes, like sodium, potassium, that tells us about our body's hydration status, or hormones such as, you know, cortisol, that tells us how our body responds to stress. All of these information actually do appear in sweat. And if we can analyze the content of it, we can capture a spectrum that holistically tells us about how our body is doing. Would this also be able to detect, for example, if you're diabetic, to detect glucose levels in your blood? In other words, the only way that you can really check a lot of these things now is to draw blood, but perhaps the watch would replace that. That's a very interesting question. and I sometimes think about it this way that maybe we don't achieve that level of accuracy that we absolutely need to be able to make it a diagnostic and like a diabetic monitoring tool. But what we can do is to be able to deploy this sensing capability across the general population. So the whole society can be able to check their blood glucose level and basically they're going to be provided with actionable feedback. For example, when you have two donuts today, your watch is telling you that, okay, it seems like you've been eating a lot of sugary stuff. Maybe you want to hold up a little bit. Maybe take a week off from like sugary stuff. That alone is very helpful because a large fraction of our society is actually very much close to developing diabetic. These are the individuals termed as pre-diabetics. If we can help the pre-diabetic population to manage their condition, prevent from developing diabetic, that itself is going to be very useful, both for the individual as well as for our healthcare system and lowering the cost. In some ways, I think about the best way that we can position this technology is to use it as a preventative tool. That means we prevent these type of conditions to take place which in some ways maybe is more effective than having to manage it later on once the disease actually is developed. We're talking on InfoTrack with Sam Emaminija, Assistant Professor of Electrical and Computer Engineering at the UCLA Samueli School of Engineering. Do you have any idea what the cost of this custom smartwatch would be? You know, with our kind of a setup in a very small scale that we were creating it, the cost of the module was about $80, but that's something that once you produce this smartwatch in bulk, it would be much lower. And as I mentioned, this is something that can be easily incorporated to our existing smartwatches. So in terms of that permanent reader, I wouldn't say it would add that many costs other than a few dollars. And from our side, what also we are trying to do is that disposable sensing part. Because a lot of times when we're talking about biochemical sensing, these sensors get essentially interact with our sweat or other biofluids. They get consumed. So we need to replace them. And we try to bring their cost down to a few cents so that we can, on a daily basis or a weekly basis, we can exchange this sensors and use fresh sensors each time without having to pay a huge amount of money for that. And right now, the type of sensors we are making is on like cheap plastic substrate with a very small footprint. And I think we can easily bring the price down to less than a few cents so that we can continuously test ourselves without worrying about the cost. 
Well, it's an incredible development. Do you have any idea, if things go as planned, when this would be available to the market? I think it takes a few years. And the reason for that is we have to address the problems in two domains. One is the engineering domains. And that's something that, for example, we have achieved so far. And we showcase the possibility of it by in this example that we discussed today was about tracking a drug level continuously in our body. But another domain of challenges we need to address is how can we translate these readings into something that the user can act upon? Each user, you know, the way its body is producing this information is different from one another. So it requires large-scale clinical investigations so that we can point out what are the useful information that we can provide to the user. And I'm particularly feeling very fortunate to be in an environment such as UCLA that the School of Medicine and Engineering are very much close together because this type of problems need to be addressed in a manner that I call co-development. The engineers and doctors need to sit together and design experiments and start translating this technology into clinical settings, gather lots and lots of data sets so that they can translate these sensor readings to some actionable feedback to the user that can actually help them improve their health and lifestyle. But I would estimate it takes two, three years for us to be able to perform this type of studies, get to those algorithms. And at that point, the technology is entirely de-risk and is ready to be turned into a product for the general population to take advantage of. Sam Imamenija, Assistant Professor of Electrical and Computer Engineering at the UCLA Samueli School of Engineering. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure. Next, expert advice on avoiding alcohol abuse. That story, coming up. Stick around. There's more InfoTrack straight ahead. 